0: Hey, 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 familia! How you guys doing? You guys, this is uh, Taco Weekend or something like that. You get a Mexican again, isn't it wonderful? I am Mexican, and you can tell because this microphone is too wide for my face. You can tell right away. I am so glad to be here, guys. It's been a heavy week for me, so you will notice that I'm a little low on energy, uh, but I want to apologize. I say hello to the guys uh, in all the sides. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I have the privilege of starting this new series break, and I want to start with asking you a question. Have you ever felt like you were held or contained like you were held back by something, you know, like you couldn't move correctly. Today, I make terrible choices of attire. So, like, I feel like I can't move correctly. I barely have a neck. so And I put a button on this thing. So, I am not feeling like I can move. This is containing me from moving at my full potential, right? Have you ever felt that way? Yeah, you guys are asleep or what, you know? Yeah and the sides have you ever felt that way it's kind of like whenever you see a dog have you ever seen a dog or a cat with shoes on you know have you ever seen videos like that they're like Ugh. they're incredible creatures you can see them run super fast or climb super high and do incredible things that we can't do but you just put shoes on them and they become this like oh there's, it seems like they stepped on poop or something you know they're so weird, so uncomfortable, because they feel like they're, something's holding them back. Something is preventing them from being their best self. That happens to you and me. Uh, no judgment, but I know some of you might do this. You know, whenever have you ever parked your car and realized that whenever you're parking your car, you have to lower the music you know, like if the music was preventing you from seeing, you know, you just have to look around, you know, look through your mirrors, but somehow the music feels like it's it's a barrier, you know, between you and doing a good job, so you lower it down and you go back. My wife goes even the extra mile. Sometimes I've seen her, you know, at the table about to enjoy her food, and she's like, you know savoring it and it's so amazing I'm just gonna have this food it's gonna be so good I'm gonna have it and whenever she's about to have it she's like I can't do this with glasses (laughs) there is something about the glasses that prevents her from tasting the food isn't that interesting I mean there is all kinds of things that prevents us that holds us back from doing our best from enjoying our best and i think this is what we're going to be seeing through this series we are seeing that god wants to free us break us free from anything that is preventing from us having an abundance of life an abundance of life i know this sounds christianese we've heard it before at church you know we've heard it a lot but I'm going to dive deep before going into today's message as what does God mean by this? Uh, let's read John 10:10. Jesus says these words right here that we've all heard. You know, I have come to that they may have life and have it to the what? Full. To the full. Jesus is saying something deep, something profound like always. But it doesn't sound like that. It doesn't sound like that. Jesus is saying this. The whole point of me coming to earth, the whole point of me suffering, the whole point of me going to the cross, the whole point of all this pain as a teacher, as a master, as a healer, the whole point is for you to live a full life, a full life. Those words, you can translate them to the, your maximal potential to your full potential have you ever heard that sounds super cheesy huh it sounds like something that uh, uh someone that it was a motivational speaker will say you know reach your full potential and, and that's why i think it's easy for us to not understand what jesus is saying here or just flew fly by it you know like not understanding or brewing on what he's saying because he is saying that we need to live a full life when we hear this whenever we hear this um um this concept of living a full life usually we think of something that exploits life let me give you an example when i ever think about living a life full of life i'm thinking how many tacos can i eat I want to make it to 80, be on my deathbed, and be like, "Oh shoot, I ate all the tacos I could. <laughs> I did it all, man." You know, some people just want to get to that dead bed and say, I, "I climbed all the mountains. I've experienced all of the good stuff. I experienced all the physical stuff that I could. Therefore, my life is full." But we don't realize that what we're actually saying with this it is that I consumed the most life. I took The most life. And by the end of our life, life is gone. What Jesus is saying, it is that if you were a container, you will be filled with life to the full. There will not be any space for life anymore in you. And out of your life, more life will come abundantly to others. To others around you. To you and an eternal life. What Jesus is saying. It's very profound. It, the question is, what kind of life is Jesus talking about? It is not if God wants to give us a good life. It is what kind of life. We can see this by going back to, the, to Adam and Eve. Um, if we see to the garden, you know, how do Adam and Eve live over there? They had a contact with God, an intimate contact where he, they will say something and God will respond. God was living amongst them. They had a purpose and they had empowerment over the earth. They had a clear vision. There was no room for error on what to do. This is the kind of life that Jesus is talking about and that wants us to live. And for that, I want you to read. Therefore, the priority number one is to set us free to be able to live this life. Let's read Galatians 5.1. This is our memory verse for the rest of the series. And it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. What is Paul trying to say there? It's kind of crazy. Again. Hear that word. We are free. Amen. Amen. Those that we have accepted Christ in our heart, we have a belief, we have a hope that we are set free already, right? And we cannot lose that salvation, right? It was given to us, right? We're on the same page? Then why in in the world is Paul saying again? Let me illustrate this for you. I I think it's a very interesting thing. I had, um, my family and I adopted a couple of dogs called Leo and Laniol these dogs they're cute they look super stupid they were like chitzus they were like fake chitzus you know not, not actual chitzus you know they were like just like they looked messy you know their hair looked messy they were tiny they were white and one was smaller than the other one they were brothers and they would like to fight all the time they were super grumpy they were like an like an old grumpy dude you know like two of them two of them in our house Their former owners gave them to us because they worked so hard and out of town that the dogs will stay alone at home in their kennel. So these dogs are years of kennel. And they come to the realization that it was kind of cruel that these dogs were living like that. And they were like, we don't want this for these dogs. And we know that you have a family, Avi. We know you have kids. So we were thinking that you might you may do a better job than us they will be happier with you they will have more freedom we took them home and we of course the girls were super excited everyone was excited you know they would leave like uh, their fur everywhere it was disgusting and they were kind of stupid like i'm saying they were stupid <laughs> but they were cute you know they were cute we would play with them but we brought the kennel with us What happened is that we wanted them to have a free life, like I said. We opened the door to that kennel so they would just go to sleep in there, and we will open the doors of our backyard so they could go play and stay there. The door was open. They knew they were free, but somehow those dogs preferred to be in their kennel. You see, Leo and and Lanyon knew all that they know, all of their life, their later life, was living in that kennel. All of their security, all of their smell, all of their comfort was in that kennel. So it didn't matter how much freedom we gave them. They will always find a way to cry to go inside of the same kennel. We do the same thing. God has given us freedom and he opened the door and he has told us, you want to live a full life. But we find ways to go back to those things that are keeping us from living that life. We have to be conscious of knowing what things are keeping us from being free. We have to identify them. There's many things that we can identify. It can be anger. It can be shame. It can be guilt. It can be a number of things that through this series, through break, we will be exploring how does God want to break you out of this life, out of these places where you are holding yourself back of this life and how to break into God's life. Amen. So today I want to talk about what I like to call the mother of all cages, the mother of all kennels. If we don't come out of this, out of this kennel, out of this cage, we won't be able to break out into that life that Jesus is saying—a full life. Have you ever made a mistake, and somebody catch you, and uh, find find you guilty of it? If you're married like me, probably you make a lot of them, and you're guilty of a lot of things, right? i see the gentleman's laughing you know they know what i'm talking about but no it's not like that all the time but yes when you are married look i i've been in bed and we're watching a movie and something and then scarlett johansson comes to the movie and and my stupid brain you know it slips out you know i i make a little noise or something you know and my wife is like what you know And I'm like, no, no, honey, it's because the movie's good, you know, or something, you know. It already slipped, you know. I already failed. I'm confessing to you, you know. I failed. It just goes. I didn't think about it. I didn't pray about it. Nothing happened. It just went bad. And then I made a noise, and I was found guilty, right? They look at me. It makes me feel so bad, right? That guilt is one of those horrible things. Shame, you know, knowing that they just, they, they, they find you guilty, it hurts in your stomach have a knot in my stomach after that it feels like a like a black hole in there you know after after something like that happens i just want to hide right i just want to hide i do a lot of stupid things like that like the toilet paper you know i finish the toilet paper and i'm like ah, i don't want to bring another one somebody else will bring it and then <laughs> and then i get yelled at found guilty you know does that happen to you <laughs> I do a lot of stuff, but in all seriousness, sometimes we do things that hurt other people. And we, the ones that come to Jesus for salvation, many of us have done a lot of bad stuff, things that hurt other people in the past. And it's a horrible feeling to know that you have to face other people. And I think it is my way of thinking that most people, we don't come out clean right away. We don't uh, we don't come out to say I'm guilty. What is our first instinct? Have you seen anyone on TV that they just arrested for something bad? What do they do whenever they the camera follows them? They just put something over their head, huh? I don't know why they do that, you know, their name is on the screen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they found a picture of them and they know this because they've seen it on TV before, right? But their instinct Their guttural instinct is to cover their faces because they have been found guilty and they feel shame. My first point today is to let you know that guilt and shame drive us into hiding. Whenever we are drove into hiding, I want to point something out. What we feel shame of, we cannot change anymore. What we've done is in the past, and we have zero control over it. We can only control what happens from that moment on. Are you with me on that? Do we agree on that, right? But somehow, we forget that that happens, and we feel that by hiding it, by not letting anyone else know, by putting it in our darkest spot in our mind and our heart, then we will prevent that past from coming through. And we start trying to do our management to avoid hurt. What makes us feel hurt? We feel hurt when other people find us guilty, and after finding us guilty, pushes us away. Somebody puts us away of their circle. You're no longer welcome. I want a divorce because of that that you've done. You are not allowed to see my children anymore because of that. You are not allowed in the church because of this. Aren't we all afraid of that? We're not afraid of just being pushed away. We're afraid of being pushed away because it hurts. And we start protecting ourselves i just want to point this out it's not a very deep point it is not like a revealing thing i just want to make sure that we all see it face to face have you noticed that to avoid the hurt of being pushed away our genius move is to go into hiding we're trying for we're trying to avoid people pushing us away shunning us putting us in a bubble but we go and put ourselves In a bubble before anyone else. We are putting ourselves aside. We are hiding. How can we live the life that Jesus has called us to live? How can we have life to the full? How can we be overwhelmingly overfilling with all this new life? How can we Act, like I told you, You, the only thing that you can do right now, it's act on what's happening today, right? You can't act on what's happening today because you are hiding. How can you act if you are hiding behind this? Let me put it a little bit, step, push a little bit more on that. How can you act in a positive manner and live a full life if you are spending all of your strength and mind, into controlling your mess if all the time your guard is up so people don't know what you've done if all the time your guard is up so you don't talk like that if if you all the time your guard is up like i i was in and it slipped out you know whenever i said something to my wife you know if all the time the guard is up All of your energy, all of your resources, all of your strength is going to manage something that you don't have to manage. You cannot live a full life if you're in hiding. Therefore, my point number two today will be you need to face that you are guilty. You need to face that you are guilty. my one of my former um one of my former pastors pastor jeff lee's and my mentor um he had a phrase that i loved i've never heard it before that but probably i didn't read what he was reading so maybe it's not his but he said this he said if you are not humble if you're not humble you will be humiliated if you're not humble you will be humiliated. At the time when I learned this, I realized through this teaching that I had this thing that will make me feel so bad, that will make my heart pound, that will make my uh, like desperation come. That is, whenever I was sharing with someone some type of wisdom, and someone else will correct me in public, I will feel so bad that I was defensive and in anger, and I started just throwing at them words and try to control this. I realized that I was just doing what Jeff said. I was being humiliated because I came in thinking too highly of myself. I came in the room thinking that I was going to share some wisdom that probably I didn't have. And because I was thinking so highly of myself when someone else corrected me, it meant that I was humiliated, that I, didn't, I, was, I wasn't worth anything anymore. Because I put myself in a place that I didn't want to face my weaknesses or my mistakes. When we don't face our guilt, when we don't face what we've done face to face, when we don't realize that we are actually guilty of something, we are not able to live full lives for other people as well. We are being constantly humiliated, feeling humiliated by doing something else. But I want to tell you, if you face your guilt, you know what that will make you. If you understand that you are guilty, in fact, of what you've done, you are guilty. if you accept that today, you know and you come out and tell people that you are guilty, you know what that will make you. It will make you just like everyone else. In the Bible it's very clear that we all been guilty Romans 323 probably everyone knows this for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God all. If we are not capable of facing our mistakes, our worst areas, our areas of work, the hurt that we have, we are not able to experience a life full of love and grace. Have you realized that you can't actually love someone if you don't love yourself? Do you understand that? Do you understand that you cannot love yourself? If you haven't forgiven yourself. Do you understand that you cannot forgive yourself. Unless that you have faced what you've done. And what you do. Instead what we do is ignore it. What we do is just put it aside. And say one day we'll fix it. One day it will get fixed. One day someone will find out. And now how to deal with it. We just ignore it. And we just put it aside. But until we face it, until we don't come out, we will not have understood grace. Have you heard grace of grace? It's one of the fundamentals of Christianity. But yet we still hide. And yet we still don't face our guilt in the areas that we have done wrong. If we don't face them, We are not able to accept forgiveness. We are doing the same thing that Adam and Eve did back in the day. They were hiding from God. God was going through the garden and is like, where are you, Adam? Oh, I'm over here. And then he was like covering himself. And they were covering themselves. They were hiding from God. I just want to make sure that you hear this that that I'm saying if we don't come out to God and to others with our guilt, with the things that are hunting us, we are not letting or giving space to God to work a miracle in our lives. We are not giving God a time for a response. We are taking away the power of God and giving it to shame. Shame at that moment with Adam and Eve was more powerful and they were putting more power into shame that they were giving to God. The creator of everything, the one that could change everything, they were hiding from him instead of coming towards him for help. We do the same thing. The only way that you can be absolved of those things that you've done to others is if you come to others and give them a chance to forgive you. It is if you come to others and you give them a chance to experience a fair apology. If you give them a chance to say what hurt in their hearts. How they felt through everything that you've done. And the only way for us to experience true grace is to come out and face God. Without any restraints, Without any leaves to hide it. To show God what it is. And hope for his response. My last point to, you to finish today is. We have to face that we are guilty. But the gospel doesn't end there. You have to accept that you are free. Look at what it says here in Romans 8, 1-3. It says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son. Our own judgment to others. Our own judgment. Lack of patience to others. If you find yourself being not patient enough to others. Judging towards others. They're all symptoms. That maybe we haven't received grace fully. Because that one that has received grace. Understand the stands before God. Guilty. But that God didn't give us what we deserve. God didn't condemn us. Even if we were guilty, we have not paid for our sins. Jesus paid for our sins. Therefore, we can now live full lives. The life that Jesus is calling us to. Because we can be graceful towards others. When someone does something something to you, when someone is in debt to you, then now you can be graceful because you understand what Christ has given you. So I would like to ask you this question: Have you ever seen horses come out like in a in a race? Whenever they open the doors in a horse race, have you seen that? I don't even know what it's called. You know, sorry, Mexican problems. Um, but I say a horse race, right? They open the door, and what happens? They run. And they run how fast? You see what they're capable of, right? I think that I pray that this scripture that I read right now does that to our lives. That we allow fully the doors to open so you can see the life that Christ has set for you. So you can start living to the full potential and start running like Christ wants you to. My question will be, do you want to live that fullness of life? Do, are you curious to know how that looks for you? Do you want to run? <laughs> do you want to be that that God created to? Just remember those three things. Remember that shame and guilt drive us into hiding. But we need to face our guilt. We need to come out. We need to tell people. And then after that, We need to accept that we're free, that we are completely loved, fully restored, and completely accepted in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray today. Holy Spirit, Lord, you you have been good to us. Holy Spirit, fill this room, fill our lives, fill our hearts. We owe you so much, Lord. We are guilty, Lord, in front of you. And in front of others too, Lord. I know many of us know it, Lord. Give us a strength, Lord. To receive your grace, Lord. Lord, let us give you that power and no longer to shame. Shame will not, Lord, determine what our next move will be. You, Lord, will determine what our next move will be. Jesus, we give you that power today as a church. I pray that in the lives of every single individual in this room, Lord, This is true. I pray that you prompt that in their lives, Lord, so we can get out of that cage and out of that kennel, Lord, so we can break out free. Lord, help us see that the door is open. Lord, help us realize that there is more to live than this that we know and feel comfortable with. Lord, let us run. Let us come out, Lord. And let us live that full life for others too, Lord. So we can be forgiving, loving, fruitful, graceful, merciful, like you are, Lord. Thank you so much for the gift of grace. Forgiving yourself for us, Lord. We accept that today, Lord. That no matter what we've done, we know that you call us friends. And we know that you call us our sons and daughters, Lord. We accept that gift. And we come out today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And we say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you have a great week weekend.